Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade, the podcast where we talk about how we take the lemons that life gives us and all of the different flavors of lemonade that we as creatives and as people make throughout our lives. So we can make some lemonade. This week, we are squeezing some lemons again. I had a question from a very kind fan, um, fan, sorry, whom I met at Oz Comic Con this weekend. Um, her name is Sophie, and her Instagram is Dexterous at Poindex, P-O-I-N-D-E-X-T-E-R-O-U-S. She asked me for some advice for an aspiring artist and podcaster. Uh, feel like this will help you too? Uh, let's just get into it, eh? Let's do it. Let's let's just get out of the intro. Woo! Advertising time. No, I'm not selling anything to you except for the experience of wonderful locally sourced art. The Lost Boys Collective is a business I built with the help of 11 of my favorite illustrators. The Lost Boys are all Australian based and some of the best up and comers in the illustration game here in Oz. Our members consist of the illustrious Jackson Caspers, who, as you all know, has been on the podcast here before, the legend that is Boss Logic, who has been featured on not only Marvel's uh, licensing, but he was just on Joe Rogan's uh, Instagram, the freakishly gorgeous Austin Mengler, the master of fantasy, Melvin Chan, the bread guy, Kieran Jack of the Halftone Effect podcast and Halftone Productions, the king of the inks, Cam Milo D. Pietrantonio, aka Instacam, one half of the Mumble Boys, Rui Macarico, aka Red Unit Inc. The D&D artisan himself, Will Lehman. The head destroyer, Paldo Wars. The Neon Knight, Keith Stanley, aka Blank Canvas Designs. Um, the former host of Draw It Out and the co- and the new host of Bad Casting, the King of the Portrait, Matt Combs, and myself, the Lemonade Maker, Jordan Morpeth. You can find all that the Lost Boys are doing at our home base Instagram at the Lost Boys Collective. That's at the Lost Boys Collective. I want to thank all of the Lost Boys as this podcast is brought to you by the Lost Boys Collective. From all the Lost Boys, thank you for your support and stay tuned to our Instagram as we have plenty of new dope art to come, particularly a Batman piece for 80th anniversary. All right, uh, one last thing to advertise, the Lemonade Stand. What's the Lemonade Stand? This episode is also brought to you by the Lemonade Stand. Lemonade Stand is a business that keeps all of my work together in one place. The Lemonade Stand is an online and offline tree that Jordan Morpathart and Making Lemonade branch off of. You can find the Lemonade Stand online at www.thelemonadestand.store where I am selling excuse me, all Making Lemonade affiliate products and all of Jordan Morpeth art prints and products. We have pins, we have t-shirts, we have hats, we have prints. We have now added my Spider-Man set, also known as Spider Senses, if you saw that on my Instagram, Instagram, um, of prints that I collaborated on with my fellow designer and good friend, Mr. Zach Katz Designs. What what is the next step? I mean, I'm trying freaking... Anything, and I'm not in it. You know, I want to make money. I want to be of successful. There's no doubt about that. But you that. want to be happy. I'm not chasing the, 
Exactly, but like, I'm not like, You don't want to buy the, like, the not money. A, yeah, not everybody wants to buy the Jets, right? And by the way, by the way, let me, actually this, man, this Colin show is gonna be great. If I, like, if I wanted, like, if I didn't love what I do all 19 hours a day, then I wouldn't be talking shit about buying the Jets. I got lucky that the thing that I love most is building big businesses. Right. Like if I loved, you know, being an architect more than anything in life and that's what I gravitated to, Legos and drawing when I was six, seven, nine, 12, 13, instead of selling lemonade and selling flowers and selling baseball cards, then I would just be talking about becoming the greatest you know, architect of all time. And that wouldn't have made me trillions. That would have made me successful and rich and I get it. But like, or very honestly, like if I was wired, like by the way, and this is why you like me so much. I, if I didn't have the DNA of a salesman and an entrepreneur, I would be a guidance counselor. Right. Like I love, I live for, do you, bro, do you know how much money I leave on the table by giving you this, by doing what I'm doing right now? I'm leaving a lot of, and, 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 it, and by the way, it's not because I'm such a great guy, it's because hearing you say that in the beginning of this call is a greater high for me than any deal I've ever closed in business. And that's not even close, by the way. Having another human being tell you that you're having a positive impact on their life, I promise you this, you're not coming to my funeral because I made $1.7 trillion in my career. You're coming my funeral because I might have made you $1,700 more and tweaked you in a place where you had 49 more years of happiness. Right. Dude, honestly, this, this is very simple to answer your question, so I went on a little bit of rant. What do you like when you're not working? Build a business around that. Like, right. like what do you like? Yeah, I mean, like, I gotta tell you right now, this like whole Vayner sports thing, I'm getting scared. I might shut it all down. I'm in love with it. Having these football players sit at VaynerMedia, John Toth yesterday, offensive lineman center for Kentucky, going to, he's gonna be on the Packers in six months. It's the weirdest thing. Alvin Kamara's gonna rush for 137 yards on a Sunday, and I'm gonna be like, wait a minute, that's my dude. Like, it's crazy, and I love it. And watching AJ's happiness, he's not gonna make anywhere close to as much money as he did at VaynerMedia, but watching the happiness in his heart, like, what do you like? Surfing, what do you like? Like, like t-shirts, what do you like? Hip hop, like, what do you like? The thing that I like, to be honest, it, you, it, for a while it's like an extreme sport thing, but now what it is is building people. Like that's what I like. I like seeing other people. So the one, the, and, and I and I think you know this. I'm very scared of the life coach business because I think people are ripping people off. So as long oh, as you, yeah. as long as you feel good about it, like here's an idea. What about starting a club? Like what about what about like dude? There's so much shit you can do. Let me throw you rogue ass shit. Why don't you get a job at night at a restaurant where you tell the owner that you want to work as a bartender because you want to start a club in his restaurant or her restaurant every Wednesday night for aspiring entrepreneurs or for people that want to live better lives. So the exchange is, I am way overqualified for this job. I'm going to work here three nights a week and I'm going to meet people that come here and I'm going to start a club in your restaurant and then what you're going to do is once you test out what a club and a group together at a restaurant looks like, you may go then get investors or buy your own or save money or sell everything on eBay and get your own. Like, do shit is the answer. Do you understand? Right. Totally. And on that, the craziest shit about that, what you just said, is that today at 11.30, I actually orchestrated three weeks ago starting a club at my business, uh, the company that I work at, and the first day of the club starts today, we're going into leadership and I'm going to help do my best help and learn from other people at the company who want to be bigger, who want to be better, who want to do more, not just the work. Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Off of that, what just happened? 
when do you think the world's gonna realize that I'm actually a genie from a different planet? Like that stuff freaks me out when stuff's like so cool. Anyway, listen, listen my man, keep focusing on this. I like the vibe of your voice. That's one of the reasons I kinda love, I'm very big on tone and energy. That's why the call-in show's gonna be better because when I read it, I don't have the tone. I can tell the goodness coming out of your mouth I can feel it. Let me tell you this. It sounds like you're fairly young. How old are you, 29? 26. Good. Patience, brother. Keep doing good, keep bringing people value, and don't think about what's in it for you. What's in it for you will happen when you are purely pushing to bring people value. Shit just happens. Hell yeah. And you've got time, brother. You've got five years, do me a favor. Don't try to charge a thousand bucks a head or 500 bucks a month. Do this. Just keep bringing value. And I'm telling you, for five years, online, offline, random, just keep bringing value, it will work itself out. You got a lot of time to cash in on doing that good move. That's what I'm gonna do. All right, mother, take care. You too, bye. Okay, so let's start with some advice for artists and what you can do to move forward. Um, I also want to first say, by no means am I an expert. I'm still in some ways an aspiring artist. I've had success in my career through hard work and I'm still trying to reach heights that some already have. So all the advice I'm giving here is stuff I've learned and has worked for me in my in the past five years as a professional, um, <clears throat> as a professional artist and what I've learned from others in my life. Uh, this may not apply to everyone and by no means is it a blueprint. So please don't take it as a gospel because as we often say here on the podcast, life gives us all different lemons and we must make the best lemonade we can make in all seasons of our lives. Okay, number one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number one, your art must be a priority. So there is one gospel that I can say has helped me to advance and continue to reach new levels of skills. Talent is, yes, a naturally occurring thing, but the talent is often used as a cop-out because there are many an artist who have no talent but have just been obsessed with being the best. So practice, practice, practice every single day, whether it is a measly 30 minutes a day or three hours a day. The more you proactive the more you practice, sorry, the quicker you advance. So good, got to be proactive as well. The successful people in the creative fields are not the talented. It is those with a determination to be the best at what they do and the best person they can be no matter what comes your way. There will be good drawings and bad drawings that you, sorry, good drawings and bad songs that you write there'll be long days and even even longer nights. So, but those who never waver will be those who become the person they can be. You can put out the content you want, but if your art is not of quality, and if you put out you can put out all you like. If your art is not of quality and isn't getting better, then people won't be interested. People love watching your process, so just make sure to always try to be better than your last piece of art. Number two, content is king. 
So the great Jackson Caspers was on the podcast last week along with the great Rui and the masterful Matt Combs and uh, we were talking about content. Jackson said that the most important thing to do when it comes to content is to stay consistent with being in the news feed, constantly in the news feed. So of course, quality art is key, but there are ways to make quality art while still staying in the news feed. Uh, Gary V always says, document, don't create. When it comes to content, there are so many ways to break up your art into a smaller piece of content. Uh, Jackson's Instagram is a prime example of that. You can post pencils, then inks, then flats, then a final piece, then a time lapse of those, and you have about four to six pieces of content from one piece of art. So it doesn't matter how long it takes you to do a drawing. Um, you can just you can get four pieces out of four to six pieces. Uh, look at other people's social media that you love, and just borrow their ideas. Just just you like it's okay to kind of do what they're doing in their newsfeed. Um, there is no monopoly on content strategies. Okay. Number three, uh, find your niche. This one's very important. Find your niche. Okay, so what's a niche, you might be asking? So a niche is a product or service that appeals to a small or specialized section of the population. Why am I telling you this? Well, the important thing is that you find your niche. A niche is also known as a small recess in a wall where one can put a statue for display. This is the perfect way to explain how to find your niche. Find your recess in the wall of your industry where you can sell your wares and build your creative business. Uh, niche your niche. Once you find your niche, niche your niche. Lay, so like layer your niche. Um, I've said this before and I'll say it again. The more niche you are, the better off you are, especially in the in this oversaturated internet-driven world of creativity for the sake of profit. The more niche you can get, the better because people will know you for that. So if you like Disney, but you also like horror, for instance, um, and you draw Pennywise as a Disney character, I'm fairly sure it would be very hard to find someone who does that. So you'd be the only person doing that. And people don't even know they wanted that until they saw it. So there was a guy this past weekend at OzCon uh, who drew Disney characters like Jack Skellington and Donald Duck as if they were Pokemon and had this concept art that was the three evolutions of them. Now, I wish I thought of this and I never knew I wanted this. The best ideas I find are the ones that you wish you thought of. There's also a guy who I follow online on Instagram. Um, I'll have to find him later. I'll let you guys know in the next episode. He draws uh, horror characters in the style of The Simpsons. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Like that's that to me is a pretty cool fun. And there's nobody. I'm I'm fairly sure there is nobody else who does that. So he has found a niche in the wall of creativity. Okay, so let's get into my advice for podcasters. Um, again, as I said at the top, uh, 
by no means am I a super successful podcaster, but I have a loyal and growing audience who come back because of the value I give them week after week. So like I said, this is what worked for me as that's the only advice I feel I'm qualified to give as I have experienced it. Okay, so number one, do some research. Okay, so <laughs> the the lovely research research time, ladies and gentlemen. So when you first start your podcast, it can be quite an effort to do, especially on your own. Um, you'll need to purchase mics and mixes and software to record, and then you'll have to figure things out like gain and maybe a little EQ. Um, there's a lot of research you may need to do if you don't have any audio recording experience. I suggest maybe finding a friend or fellow podcaster and picking their brain and asking for help because if your podcast is bad, uh, has bad sound quality and it's uh, distorting or it sounds like you are in a tin can, uh, then no matter how valuable what you're saying is, people won't listen. Um, I'm saying that my first few episodes were recorded on my iPhone in the middle of a table of friends. So that is always an option to begin with. Um, that's, that's, there's not a problem there. I suggest if you don't have any microphones or anything like that, like that, start doing that and work your way up. That's, that's what I did. Um, number two, number two, uh, be consistent. Uh, the way to build a following for your podcast is quite literally consistency. Um, I can't tell you how many of my favorite podcasts over the years have dropped off my radar because they were not consistent enough. Um, so to begin with, if a weekly podcast is too much, try fortnightly or even monthly as it can take some of the pressure off your podcast. Um, also a very important tactic, which I wish I had done uh, to begin with, and I've, I know it can really help you build even before you release the podcast is to maybe bank up a couple of months worth of episodes and get ahead of yourself, like maybe do eight to 10 episodes. Um, then you can chop that content up, use it to build hype uh, so that once you hit the release date, you already have a bit of a following and people who are excited to listen to your podcast also you're 10 to eight episodes ahead of yourself. So you can start to, um, you know, start to keep recording and you'll have that content there waiting. So you can be consistent. You can continually release it. Um, okay. Number three. And the, my final tip is, sorry, no, I have a fourth tip. Sorry. Number three, second last tip. Um, what is your podcast about? That is a very important question to ask yourself. Um, it's the same as the niche question from being an artist. So when I began my podcast, I knew it was a creative pod podcast, but that wasn't enough. I knew I needed to niche it a little more. It took me until episode 30 when I released it. Um, sorry, when I realized it was really about creative philosophy um, and helping others create a life through their passions and uh, make lemonade with all the tools they don't even know that they have at their disposal. So the first 30 episodes were a little bit of a write-off, not so much the interview episodes, but the solo episodes uh, were more a ranting. And so I figured out the format 
by about episode 30. And it was quite serendipitous because I just figured out, uh, I just decided to write an episode on something very uh, close to my heart. And I believed that was suicide. Yes, it was. Um, and I wanted to tell my story and it changed the whole format of the episode. I've been writing the solo episodes ever since. Um, look, bring as much value as you can to your podcast um, is so important because one, it will bring people back and two, it will help you to sell yourself as an artist um, and build a loyal following that will follow you anywhere. Generally, comedians have such a loyal following now because they just have a weekly podcast. It's amazing. It's such an amazing format. Uh, these people are the people that will be the first to buy your new book or purchase your artist prints or hire you or go to your show or whatever it is you do. Um, give more than you take and people will always come back. Um, sorry, let me say that again. Give more than you take and people will give back and so too will the universe Mm. Um, if you have figured out what your podcast is about then you can figure out what the format will be and things like whether it's a solo podcast an interview or just um a podcast you do with a friend like what the mumble boys uh Rui and that do over at the mumble boys uh The more niche your podcast is, the better you can market it to others. Um, If you can distill what your podcast is about um, into one short sentence that you can pitch to people, then you have figured out what your podcast is about. So if you can distill it, if people say, if you're in an elevator with someone and they say, what do you do? You say, I'm a podcaster. And they say, what's your podcast about? If you can answer that before the doors open, then you've figured out what your podcast is about. So work on that. No pressure. You'll get it. Don't worry. You'll figure it out. But have that in mind. That's something you'll want to try and figure out. Um, over the, by, by doing, um, don't put pressure on trying to do that before you release it. Just, you'll figure it out. Just figure it. It's great for my, really helps your marketing. Anyway, um, the more niche your podcast is, the better you can market it to others. Uh, I just said that for instance, making lemonade is about creative philosophy and helping others find freedom through their creative passions. There you go. Done. I said that in one sentence. Well done. Uh, now, please don't let this hold you back though because like I said, it took me 30 episodes to figure this out. <laughs> so experiment with it. Try all different formats. I know that Rui and Matt Combs have, ha- have tried multiple podcasts, um, multiple names. They've re- rebranded all that kind of thing uh, before they figured out a format that works for them and around their lives as well. If, if you want to do a podcast but you don't have all, all that much time to edit it, do what Rui does and just do an hour a week and just have fun with it so that you just have to edit the front and the back of it. That's all he does. Um, okay. Number four. Number four. Ooh. Get it out there. Market the shit out of your podcast. Like I'm talking just fucking just market it. Vomit your passion all over others until they are so excited to listen to it that they subscribe to it right in front of you and come back to you and tell you all about how much it changed their lives. Um, 
Now, I know this sounds ridiculous, but I am super passionate about podcasting because I think it is one of the last pure forms of media uh, that we have left. And I have obtained so much value and entertainment from the medium of podcasting that I tell everyone that they should start one. <laughs> like, I just, I love it. I love doing it. As you can tell, I do it every single week. I'm here. I'm having fun. I'm having the time of my life. Um, a few marketing tips I can give you is uh, video your podcast and chop it up into small snippets and flood the internet with it. Put it on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, etc. Make sure you have the logo and a quick promo on the tail end of the video so people know where the content is from. Because if they don't, and like put the link at the bottom of it as well so that people know how to find it or they can just type it up on YouTube and they can find it. They just need to know the name. The podcast is the brand. The name of the podcast is the brand. So you need to brand the shit out of it. Okay, put captions on your videos as well. Rev.com will charge you $1 a minute. So that's Rev, R-E-V.com will charge you $1 a minute to caption your videos for you. Something like 80 to 90% of video content online is consumed on mute. So captions are a leg up on most of the competition because a lot of people will just skip it if they can't read subtitles. It's true. That's what people like a lot of people I know have told me that, let alone in my studies on online statistics and stuff like that. Um, a really easy thing I like to do to market my podcast is that when people follow me on all social media platforms, especially Instagram and LinkedIn, I have a thank you for, for following message that I send. And at the end, it has a brief explanation and an invitation to listen to the podcast with a link to Making Lemonade. This then lets people know personally uh, because they may not always see my posts due to algorithms. Let's not get into that. Um, on their feed and this opens up a dialogue between you and your listeners so they don't feel like they can't discuss anything with you. Also, when you direct message people on Instagram, I'm not sure about the other platforms, but I know this for Instagram. When you direct message people for Instagram, on Instagram, the algorithm... Um, thinks that you are close friends because you are communicating with each other. So what it will do is that person, that particular person who is listening to your podcast, who is who likes your art, if you are DMing with your supporters and your fans and your followers, that um, Instagram will prioritize your posts on their feed. So whoever you DM your posts the most, your posts will be prioritized. And it works. It's like, isn't that like, so DM people, talk to people personally and send them that message, send them a link. If they don't want to listen, who cares? Maybe they just like your art. They don't have to like your podcast and your art. So yeah. Um, yeah, where was I? It's a great place to promo. Um, okay. This then lets people know personally because they may not always see your posts. Um, and they can, they can discuss with you. It's a great place to promo new products, your public appearances, your online stores, your new social media accounts. You start and you can use your platform to help promo others' podcasts, public appearances, etc. You can help your friends out. You can help people out once you have that platform. So first of all, and that's it. 
that's it for that okay so first of all um i want to thank sophie for inspiring this whole episode with her question and i want to thank you all for all your support over this past 60 episodes i can't believe i can't remember the last time i did 60 of anything so this is really awesome um I thought this episode theme would be the perfect place to go with our 60th episode. I want you all to know that I want to give you guys as much value as possible and I want you all to succeed with me and live your best and freest life through creativity. I also want you all to know that if you ever have any questions about anything I do, you are always welcome to reach out to me online on all social media platforms or email me at jordan.morpeth at gmail.com if you don't know how to spell my last name or my first name it is in it is on the album artwork um, on on making lemonade um, so you can find it and it'll be in the title of the YouTube video it's in the title of the it's in everywhere it's everywhere everywhere just copy and paste it <laughs> um, I don't buy it and I will do my best to answer all your questions to the best of my abilities. I also put up question thingamajiggies on Instagram. So if you're following me on Instagram, pay attention to my stories. Um, it seems like the algorithm isn't allowing me to send the stories out to people or people just aren't asking questions. So, but that's okay. Uh, we got a question here this week anyway, so we're all good. So, uh, yeah, let's move on. Outro time, ladies and gentlemen. All right, thank you so much for listening and watching. I, I love you all. I really hope that helps you guys and you can upgrade and move forward in your aspirations as artists and podcasters. If you want any more information on this week's question or maybe you missed something and don't want to go back through, um, back through the podcast, please feel free to go to read the blog version of this episode on my website at www.jordanmorpathart.com and click the Making Lemonade tab. And don't be afraid to contact me on Instagram. I am at jordanmorpathart. <laughs> if you'd like to support the podcast, please just take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your stories on Instagram, Facebook, snapchat or wherever you socialize in the world wide web also you can leave a review on itunes please subscribe on itunes and on youtube and all that so you don't miss any new episodes and tell all your friends and family because i know there's a lot of you out there who listen but you're not subscribed so and you're not telling people so just tell everybody if you get value out of this please tell as many people as you can uh thank you to all of my weirdos again I love you, weirdos, so much. I've been your host, Jordan. This has been another episode of Making Lemonade. And as always, guys, you know what it is. Stay weird. And may the force be with you. Always. Anything or put a 
Passing out cigarettes on my bed Only friends never up in my head When you hit bottom, only place to close up When I fell me, I was smiling Through the crying, I finally feel good When I broke free from the I give